This is a Think Live Be production. But I think the overall idea for me to is that I'm not going to call FISBOs every single day. I'm going to call them on Thursdays in a large time block and like really batch that activity and then visit FISBOs, whether I've got the scheduled appointments or I'm just popping by ones that didn't answer on Fridays. And then that way I know every week, you know, for two or three hours on Thursday and Friday, I'm unavailable because that's my FISBO time. Yeah. That's your lead gen time, which you should have every single day. Yeah. These ones are just specific to FISBO. I just, my experience calling on Monday was not, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but I also think um, to do it consistently, I just need to have one day. I'm better when I block out a whole big block of time to do one activity than trying to do the same thing every day for smaller periods of time. Because I also have to call, I need to be calling my spirit too. Yeah. So, and it kind of takes a different mindset speaking to the FISBOs versus your sphere. Yeah. I that's what I learned on Monday while I was while I was calling was that the first call, of course, I was like, I wasn't sick to my stomach or anything, but I was definitely feeling very anxious and nervous to make the first call by dial three or four. I was fine. So if I can batch that time and do it in you know three or four hours a week, I'll get through those much easier than if I wake up every day and I have to have that pit feeling in my stomach. Yeah, <laughs> then it's, it's not fun. Uh, how many did you dial and how many did you connect with? Okay. So anybody that's listening that does FISBOs at a high level is going to think these numbers are sad. However, remember that I am just starting out and I'm just trying to figure out what's the best way to do this for me. So I dialed 15 and I spoke to five. That's not bad. So yeah. And actually, I think if we go back and listen to the last episode, that's exactly what I said it would take to talk to five. So I felt smart. <laughs> you are smart, smart, Catherine. You're very smart. I was like, hey, what I said would happen actually happened. So that gave me some confidence then that, hey, maybe this really will work. Uh, and then I set one preview appointment. And I, um, ooh, sorry about that large smack. <laughs> uh, I set one preview appointment and then I uh, almost set a listing appointment. I It caught me so off guard, I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> so I didn't set the appointment, but this one guy seemed very open to actually getting his house listed. So I'm working on him. Nice. Yeah. So uh, that would be amazing. Are you have? Do you have a follow-up set up for him? I do. When? <laughs> Today. Did you do it? Yes. How was that? I had to leave a voicemail. Oh. So I'll, I'll get back to you later on that. Oh, okay. So we will see where that one goes. I did get that guy's email address, though. I say this all the time. It is not hard to get people's email addresses. Like, they are willing to give that out. Um, so the guy I previewed today, he also was very willing to just give me his email address. So now, now I'm able to actually touch them more frequently in a better way. Um, well, I don't know if it's a better way than visiting their houses. Yeah, but, but more f- frequent is the better way. Right. I've got their phone number, With more op- email, more options, more options yeah. so that I'm not calling them every single day. I can do a couple softer touches in the middle and offer some piece of value um, and then do the harder calls where I'm trying to actually set a listing appointment in the future and just following up and being there. So, so yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes now. It did give me a little bit of excitement. However, I like I mentioned before, I have called for sale by owners before and then fell off the wagon 
because it's kind of novel to try something new. And it's like once I made those first few dials and that pit in my stomach went away, then I kind of had some excitement around, ooh, can I get in the door? Am I going to be able to do this? So I think it'll be kind of easy for maybe week one, week two, and then like week three, week four, week five, you guys are really going to have to keep push motivating me. you. Unless, yeah. unless what happens is that you get a listing next from, week from one right. of these in the, in the first few weeks. If you can actually turn it into an appointment and then turn it into a listing and then there's a whole host of other issues and hurdles that you have to overcome with pricing and all the rest of the stuff from yeah. a FISBO. But but as long as you're seeing like the the whole idea was make the calls, see if you can get a hold of people, see if you can set an appointment. Seems like. Yeah. So far, so good. I think. it. Yeah. Uh, I also I, I learned I learned a few things through calling. So I only talked to five people. Uh, one was willing for me to come over. They told me their whole life story, like immediately. So I did, we talked about last week, the two different scripts, one going straight for, uh, you know, I'm Catherine Selge with Keller Williams and I want to come preview your home. And I did end up using mine primarily because it made me feel more comfortable to, to use it because I felt like it was an open-ended question and I thought it was going to work well. And I do think that it did. I will still test run the other one so that we can really kind of see, um, Obviously, five people is not enough to make a judgment call on that. But I felt more comfortable using my personal script with the open-ended question of just like, what can you tell me about your property? And people, every single one I talked to was more than willing to share all the details about their property, except for one. Um, And she immediately said, are you calling for yourself? And I said, "Uh, no, (laughs) I'm not interested in your house personally. and, and she immediately told me that she was not working with agents. She was not paying a buyer's agent. She was not paying a listing agent. Like she was not interested in talking to me. So I hung up the phone with her and then thought, I will just call you next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not a very good selling plan from a FISBO to not even well, think about, I'm not even going to pay a buyer's agent to come in. It's like, well, that means you were waiting for somebody without an agent to knock on your door. Yeah. Well, and that's, so that's. And she's drop how have, much money onto a house. She's going to have a hell of a time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then it made me, I jokingly say, well, I will call you next week because of all the people, she's going to need my help in a few weeks, even more than the people who are cooperating with buyer's agents and offering a commission to them. So, um, so yeah, first week, I feel pretty good. I feel like the numbers were in line with my expectations. So that makes me feel good. And I'm kind of excited to see what happens if I can set this one appointment, um, if I can continue following up with this preview and just keep adding to that. Um, yeah, no one was really rude or anything, though, you know, even the guy that I did preview the house, he was he was not super friendly on my initial call. However, he was fine with letting me come see the house. And then when I got there today, uh, he was super, super nice, super nice guy. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think that a lot of times, I mean, just applying that to myself, getting a phone call from somebody, a salesperson about anything, it's like, what do you do? You immediately put your guard up and you're like, I don't, I don't want to talk to you. you I, I don't. And I think your approach of I'm not trying to sell myself. I'm not trying to get your listing. I'm not I'm which he's probably been inundated with helps get through, but I could, I could see why people would throw their arms up and kind of be a little standoffish right from the beginning. Well, I'm sure they've had numerous agents call them as well. And not many agents are as 
pleasant as you may have been well, on the initial phone call. It, salesy, like, yeah. like like real salesy. Like you didn't really. Yes, is your end game to get a listing from a Fizbo? Yeah, that is. But the reality is, is that you actually have buyers who might want to buy that house. Yeah, that's 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 you're coming from a place of truth, and that's that is much more. Uh, that comes through. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. The one I previewed today, I legitimately had somebody in mind for, which made it more comfortable for me to even talk to him when I was at the preview appointment because I really was just trying to learn about his listing and what his plans were and if this could be a fit, if I could connect a buyer and a seller. Hey, that's my job. So <laughs> fancy that. Um, so, so yeah, I think I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes. Obviously the, the numbers all look pretty good for week one, but we need to up the numbers. Otherwise this might yeah. take a while. <laughs> yeah. You had 15 numbers on the call. Yeah. I, I dialed 15. So, so I need 30. Right. Well, what did we say? We said we need to be talking to about 40 people Mm -hmm. a month, Um, but some are going to sell, some are going to list. So it's got to be a constant, you know, adding to the pool uh, to get there. I do what you were just talking about salesy. That just reminded me, though. I think this is what has held me back for so long is that you feel that way. You don't want when you put up a guard, you don't want to talk to a salesperson. You immediately get like, hey, I got to go. I didn't mean to answer the call. I thought you were someone else. Um, you hang up on salespeople. We all do that. So that's just ingrained in my mind that I don't want to be that person. So when I was making the calls, I did notice and kind of remind myself, but that's not me. Like I, when I'm talking to people on the phone, I'm pretty friendly. I'm pretty approachable. Mm-hmm. If, that can, if you yeah. can be approachable yeah. on a phone of call. Course. yeah. <laughs> in tone, yeah. Um, and so I... I don't think that people were, you know, they were, there was no um, unwillingness to talk to me because I just was asking them like, Hey, what can you share with me about your house? And I said it pretty much like that. Would you talk, would you answer that question if I called you guys? Sure. Yeah. I think it's, um, I think it's, it's a combination of, you know, of the, your experience, knowing that, knowing what questions to ask as you're going through the process of, uh, because you've sold so, so many homes that it, you, you know, what buyers are looking for, you know, what questions to ask them, how old is the roof and this and that and, and stuff. So you're not, uh, you're not just a random person calling, asking about the house, you're a realtor. Uh, they might, they can look at that as maybe taking, uh, getting information from you. How much do you think the house is worth? Those kinds of things. So there is, you can kind of play with that trade off of getting information out of them while dangling the information you have. Well, yeah, that's what happened in the preview, which we can talk about that in in a little bit. Um, Let's, uh, let's take a quick, quick break and then we'll talk about what happened uh, today. Actually visited a house. Yeah. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's take a break. Uh, so we're we're starting back up and uh, got my Starbucks with me. I had my Dr Pepper, my caffeination. Yeah, I nothing today. We had I had coffee last podcast and you drank nothing today. Well, no, not water. For, not for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, well, nothing fun then. No. Um, I was just saying though, uh, we found a awesome Dr Pepper and chocolate chip ice cream place. In Dallas. In Dallas. Well, yeah. But we're going there for a family reunion upcoming uh, in like two weeks. So I was doing my research on best barbecue. And then I also came across best ice cream, I guess. So are you going to be in two weeks? 
It's almost two weeks, isn't it? Oh, man. We're going to go. I'm going to go check out every single Fizbo breakout I can and learn. I think the breakouts came out. I did see a sneak peek. I haven't um, actually read through them all, but I'm going to find anything that says Fizbo. I'll be there. Watch there be none. No, (laughs) there's there's, got to be this year. We've done away with for sale by owner. There's a lot more leadership classes. I noticed. Yeah. Courses, which is good for the market centers. Yeah. Leadership is a good thing. I'm not focused on that this year. No, I got to learn about Fizbo's guys. Mm -hmm. We've got, we've got a couple, we've got two more months. It's good timing. Season one. It's it's good timing that you're just starting this and now you'll have a couple weeks under your belt and then be able to go and take the class, take a bunch of classes, get all kind of all pumped up and like energized and stuff and come home and be able to apply the things that you learn to what you already have. And and I've got like two weeks to think of all a bunch of good questions as I keep, oh, yeah, like as I sure. run into, you know, things that I don't know how to answer and objections and all that good stuff. I can write a whole list of questions on the plane. Yeah. That'd be great. I'm excited. So, so you, you went and uh, made your calls and set an appointment to go see a house and you went to that house today. I did. I previewed what, it just a couple hours ago. What happened? So, so yeah, it was good. Um, the guy was very, very friendly and super happy to show me his house and tell me all about it and tell me all about, you know, offers that he got already and his whole situation. So again, I, I stand by my statement last week about how for sale by owners will tell you anything, which is probably why they should not be listing them ha- the house themselves <laughs> because I know too much information. Um, but yeah, he was just very open and willing to give me a bunch of, of details, which is good. I, I think I built a, a good rapport. I really didn't, you know, I didn't come with a script. I know there's a script about the four types of buyers, which we can talk more about in the future. It's a bold script about the four types of buyers and that you, when you're at the FISBO appointment, that you're not doing a listing presentation. Obviously, you're just there to preview the house, but you have this conversation. And I didn't do that. I just went like truly to just preview the house. And I went with that intention. And we truly have a buyer that might match that listing that that we were looking at. So I went with that perspective. And that was actually helpful because I really, I, I don't think he felt any other agenda than that. I was just curious. Um, and then he did, though, that was the, the sort of interesting part was that um, by the end of the conversation, you know, he starts asking me a little bit about what do you think of the price? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's, he wants information. Right. And how long has this house been on the market? Uh, this one was like a couple weeks, which, okay. you know, in this market, if I act, if, if we had this listed, we would have already sold oh, yeah, this property. For sure. It is super cute yeah. place. It's in a um, really nice part of town. It's yeah. a, the style. It's got. Yeah, it's, we would have already sold it. Yeah. So then that just, you know, proves the point that you get more exposure with an agent and you'll end up selling faster for more money, all of those things. Um, but he definitely wanted some information about pricing, which I was very vague and just said, you know, it doesn't seem like a bad price, but I obviously have not done any research for you because I don't work yeah. for you yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, overall it was good. It was comfortable. What, uh, you were saying before we started to record, um, that he had a offer already and he's talked to other realtors and that the other realtors were offering. Yeah. So here's the interesting thing. Um, you, if I'm going to do for sale by owners, I think it's important that we know what our competition is doing. So two things I learned this week. One is I know at least one other agent that is calling Fizbo's at a high level because I, in 
you know, I, as I was calling through, somebody asked me about another agent, no names. Um, and so now I know who my competition is. <laughs> right. Um, and then the other part was I, I learned, and I guess I already knew this, but it just proves the point. We have a listing shortage. And so agents are willing to do stuff for free. They're this willing. Is, this is insane. They're willing to just do whatever it takes to get a listing or a sign in the yard, basically. So he said that multiple agents had offered to list the property for free. And of course, I don't know how much of that is kind of inflated. Maybe they were going to charge a lesser commission than a full service company would charge. But they were basically telling him they would do it for free. They were just looking to get the business from his listing. And so it was pretty, pretty shocking because I'm like, they're basically telling you they're going to list your property, but do nothing for you. They just oh, we I don't even care if we sell sell your property. Right. Like That's I don't whole, care if I sell your property. Yeah. I just I want to put a sign in your yard. Yeah. And so what is what's the benefit of that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously him saying that wasn't thought out and there was nobody that he was talking to to explain to him that uh, he th- those real realtors just told you that they don't care if your house sells or not. Because right. the, only, the only re- the only reason that w- I want to list your property is to get buyers off of it. If your house doesn't sell, I don't care. That's basically what they said to him by saying, I will do it for free. And, and so I think that is so insane and egregious and just, just ridiculous that an agent would do that well, to, to, to try to get something in the short run to really hurt themselves down the road. Well, and I kind of thought of it like from his perspective, he probably thinks like, Hey, that's not a bad idea because I already don't want to pay a listing agent. Um, but I can get a little bit more exposure, but it's like, but you're not really going to get anything because they're telling you they're not going to, they're not going to get paid. So they're not going to do anything for you. They're going to, that's all still going to be in your lap. And then they're just going to take your buyers and try to talk them into other properties. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I don't know. From his perspective, I understand he thinks he's still gonna he's gonna save money. He's gonna get mm. the benefit in that relationship. But it sounds to me like he's gonna get taken advantage of. And um, yeah. so I don't know. I'm sure there's a I'm sure there's a script for that and a pretty simple one to kind of go through and explain like how just the same way that there's scripts when you sit down with uh, in a listing appointment and explain the percentages and where that goes and why. And when an agent says, oh, well, I'll do it for 3% or I'll do it for, or I'm, I'm sorry, I'll do it for, for two and a half percent or 2% what, what that means and stuff. And I'm sure that there's the same, we can come up with a script for this because well, yeah. you, if you, that's the first, the first FISBO that you went to and talked with somebody about, let's hope that that's just, a one-time deal, but that's kind of scary too, because how many, if you go to another one in a couple days and they tell you the same thing, then there's something going on out there. That well, we're gonna have we to- have a listing shortage. And so people are, are desperate. They're desperate to get a listing. There's over 16,000 agents in the Orlando regional realtor association. There's like what 7,500 listings. So, oh, yeah, you know, people, People need those listings and they're willing to to sacrifice, you know, their entire, their entire commission. Because they're not going to work at for full level for pennies. No. Zero yeah, pennies. I mean, that's... No, of course not. That's the whole thing. And 
you know, again, I didn't look at his pricing or anything like that because again, I'm not going to work for free myself. I've got to get, I've got to get paid. Um, but who's to say that he might have that house underpriced and he doesn't even realize it. And so the person that is going to do it for 0% going to be able to let him know that he has, well, they're not going to do any work. Yeah. You're getting zero dollars. Yeah, they're, they're not, not going to do, do any work. There, it's actually in their best interests to to really not do anything at all, and even not sabotage it, but but really let it hold, run out. Let it own. just go because the longer it sits, the more buyers are going to call on that. Are going to call and... on that sign. It's not. It's like it's it's bad business on that on the buyer's end who's taking nothing for the listing to sell the house quickly. Or at all, you it's bet the seller. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because their their whole goal is to pull buyers from it. So it's like once you sit down and kind of explain that to somebody, like it, I think it would take about thirty seconds to be like, oh yeah, that's yeah. that sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. So, but I didn't want to get into again yeah, my first preview in a long, yeah. long time. I I just I glossed right over that. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't use any kind of script or rebuttal. I just I said, oh, interesting. You know, tell me more about your property. And also, I feel like, and this is what when we started down this path, I kept telling myself, I'm just gonna literally come from contribution on everything and curiosity. What does so, that mean? Well. Contribution would be like, I'm just going to provide value. I'm just going to be there. I'm going to answer questions to a limit. I'm not going to do a CMA for some. I mean, I do need to get paid if we're going to um, give somebody a professional advice that I've worked really hard to to learn about all, and, and absorb all this knowledge and have all this market expertise. I'm not going to give away that for free, but just be a resource, provide value, be there when they need something and um, offer them, like we talked about, giving them a guide to you know how they can sell their house by themselves, even though they probably won't do all the, the work that it would require, but just giving them some resource. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you're coming from a place of, uh, as, a, as a happy warrior, kind of going into it and to make it, that'll make it more fun and you'll probably be more successful than these for sale by owners don't know what they're doing. Fine. Yeah. Go list with somebody else sort of attitude that you see people have. Yeah. Well, um, and that's the problem. Like I don't, I already wasn't super happy to be doing this <laughs> um, and it didn't sound like fun. So the only way that I'm going to get through uh, this season and, and make this work is to just be happy. Like I'm happy to come see this home. I'm happy to be talking to this person and I'm just going to keep coming from contribution. And when I make calls that that same thing, I just approached it strictly from a place of curiosity. I want to mm-hmm. know about your property for sale. And that's, that's a good, and that's a good way to learn too, because then you, if you don't, if you do come at it from that and you look at everything as, as a, as, this is all school and this is all learning and I'm going to take everything that I'm doing here and I'm going to remember every step of the way and I'm going to, I'm going to apply it to my life moving forward. Um, you, you will end up do succeeding at what you want to do versus doing the opposite and letting it, I don't want to do this and then ruin your day because you got a bad call and, and that's you set up for failure if you do that. Yeah. And there's no failure on seeking the best. So right. we are looking for the best ways to make right. this work. Yeah. And that means that, that I sounds, have to be yeah. positive and excited about I, that, it. And that sounds, that sounds the best. I mean, like we, we've said before about other things about, uh, about treating it. You haven't really done this before. Treat it like school. It takes time. 
to, Catherine likes school. She does I like do. school, but <laughs> but, you, this, but it takes tricked me into this. Yeah, this is what you've done. I mean, that's that's kind of what it is. It's like it doesn't. It's not you. You don't get to like we said the other day. You don't get to just walk it out into college and say and say I'm a doctor now. You have to take the classes, and it takes years and years and years, and you've got it. You you have to put in the time in order for the success to come. And with Fizbo's, it's brand new. So to to just say I'm this is a learning experience, not just about how to do this specific thing, but about myself and being able to over overcome things that I didn't want to do, and how do I make those palatable and and fun to do? You know. It's by recording a podcast. Well, and so that's it, this, for the anybody pod- that wants yeah. to do for sale by yeah, owners, just, I just do a podcast. Just, just get this the is like an, an audio version of us <laughs> twisting your arm behind your back. I know. <laughs> I'm telling you, but I like numbers. So even just this like little bit of tracking and sort of looking at like, ooh, I was right. It took 15 calls to right. make five contacts like that gave me excitement. Wow, that is really sad sounding. Lame. <laughs> yeah, nerd. <laughs> Hashtag nerd. Um, but I, I, it did. So that's all I can say about that. And and that's without you. That's on your first day. So you would yeah. assume that over weeks and months and really years, you your numbers will get better. Mm-hmm. So if you can say that's what you're doing right now, you know well, that's. And- my coach always tells me, and I think this is something that, I don't know, Gary Keller probably said or some smart person um, said before that it, you know, if you, any day that you don't set an appointment, you're out of business in this industry. So even just setting a preview appointment is an appointment mm-hmm. to get in front of somebody to yeah. be face to face. That's with a them. lead that you didn't have yesterday. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm doing, I'm, I'm officially doing my job after all these years. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> well, I've been doing my job, but I, I'm adding a piece to the business so that we can get to a higher level. How about that? <laughs> Perfect. So what's what's the plan then for the next next week here? Well, so um, we are recording this a little bit early. So tomorrow I'm spending about two hours calling more for sale by owners. And Friday I'm going to do some more previews. If I set previews, then those are the ones I'll do. If I don't set previews on Friday, I'm just going to go pick some probably in more of our area just to So make... you don't have to drive all over. Yeah, Orlando. And For those of you who don't live in Orlando, it's, it's the entire city is under construction. We so. have what's called the <laughs> I4 Ultimate, which is just a big mess Ultimate, of yeah. rainbow road from Mario Kart. Yeah. You just don't know which way you're going. So yeah, so keep it close. Yeah, it's so just just pick a few houses that I know I can get to in in a quick time frame. And also because because the traffic is so crazy, we do tend to sell more houses around our office. Um and so I feel, you know, again, I'm 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 easing into this. I'm slowly easing into this. So going to neighborhoods and houses where I feel really comfortable, like I know the market, mm-hmm. I know the houses that are for sale in their neighborhood so I can have a really easy conversation with them. That is, that's more appealing to me yeah, to start off. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. On our, you know, yeah. first week of level one pop buys. Yeah. 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 Cool. So I'm excited. And we will have a larger list for you to call through as yes. well. So we're working on that on the operation side, time blocking our mornings to ensure that we have the FISBOs for you to call. Yes. And I appreciate that. That, that saves me a lot of time so I can focus on getting in the door. 
Well, then we'll uh, we'll get back with everybody next week on another podcast. Uh, remember to rate and review us on iTunes. That's going to help everybody uh, help us get more listeners and help people find us. Uh, you can also send questions, stories to us at our website on seekingthebest.com. You can leave a voicemail that we're leave us a voicemail. Ask us a question. Um, we want to work, start working that into the end part of the show. Uh, you can also send us a tweet. And we'll try to answer that at Seek the Best Pod. For Kat, Kayla, and myself, thanks for listening. And we'll figure this all out next week. Oh, but we didn't do a Parks and Rec quote. We did one in the last two episodes. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll, we'll do two next week. Okay. Fair enough. Bye, guys. Bye. This has been a Think Live Be production. <laughs>